everybody, this is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast for Thursday, October 17th, 2019. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, a contributor to AthlonSports.com and NBCSports.com. And in today's episode, we take a look at the rest of the Big Ten schedule in Week 8. In addition to Penn State and Michigan, we're going to take a look at some of the games that are being played within the East Division, within the West Division. Got some crossover matchups going on as well. So this is our Big Ten preview episode as we do once a week. And we're going to take a look at everything going on around the Big Ten outside of Penn State and Michigan. And in our last segment, we'll take a look at some of the other games that are happening around the country that are going to have some impact on where this season is going. Because, folks, this is a pretty decent weekend to keep your eyes glued to the TV if you're not going to be at the game tailgating. Locked On Nittany Lions is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And every day we're here talking about the Penn State Nittany Lions football team. And we do this every Monday through Friday. We have a new show for you every single day. That's our promise to you. And on top of that, we try to post these episodes as close to midnight as possible. So you have these episodes for you every day, any time of the day. If you're up late at night, you can catch the latest episode. If you're an early morning person, you can catch the latest episode before your trip to the gym or your morning commute. We're going to have these episodes for you as much as possible throughout the day so you can never have an excuse for missing anything with the updated conversation we have going on about the Nittany Lions. And if you want to make sure you don't miss a beat, in addition to subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you can also give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnNittany and check out the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And if you are subscribing in any of your favorite podcasting apps, if you have the chance to rate and review, your feedback really is appreciated. And it does help support the show with the placement on those various podcasting apps. So we're doing some really good things right now with the podcast. Hopefully you feel that same way and you want to share this episode with somebody you know moving forward. And with all of that out of the way, let's get into today's episode as we start taking a look at some of the Big Ten games. This week's Big Ten schedule actually gets started Friday night with some Friday Night Lights, and it's a Big Ten championship game rematch from last season that should look anything but. Northwestern at 1-4, 0-3 in the Big Ten is going to host number 4, Ohio State, Friday night. It's a Big Ten Network game, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and this is going to be a massive blowout, I think, for Ohio State because, first of all, Northwestern just... Even if they're healthy, they don't stand a chance against this Ohio State team. This Ohio State team, as we have said so many times, it seems, in the last couple of weeks since we've restarted this show, relaunched the show, I continue to say that Ohio State is clearly, clearly the best team in the Big Ten. I know that's probably painful for some Penn State fans to hear, but you just look at the talent that they have, the way that they're exploding on offense. I think their defense is still really good. Maybe they take their foot off the gas pedal at times, but... This Ohio State team is on a mission right now, and Northwestern is certainly not equipped to be able to slow them down. I think the only reason why this game could potentially be interesting is Northwestern is a little bit of a scrappy team. They did kind of claw their way back a little bit to against Wisconsin to make that game a little bit closer than it really was. But when push comes to shove, talent's going to prevail here, and Ohio State has all the talent at all the positions that Northwestern can only dream of as far as their football ability is concerned. So Northwestern, it's been a rough season for the Wildcats, and I fully expect that they're going to take a loss at home in this uh, what will be dubbed as a Big Ten championship game rematch from last season. Uh, But this is clearly 
there's no rematch here. This is not this is not anything like what we saw last year. Last year's game between Northwestern and Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, you know, Ohio State was still clearly the better team, but Northwestern had a couple of things going their way where they could have done some things against Ohio State, which they did. They, they they put up a respectable fight in that Big Ten title game, but I don't see that happening this week. Evanston, of course, is going to be flooded with Ohio State fans. Ryan Field's going to be taken over. It's going to look like a mini horseshoe. Uh, so this is going to be a, this is going to be a massive blowout victory for Ohio State. Ohio State's a, I think a twenty eight and a half point favorite here. I'm looking at the line right now. Uh, over under forty nine point five. I think. I think that game goes over, and I think Ohio State covers. I think Ohio State easily gets to 7-0, stays 4-0 in the Big Ten, remains in first place, or you know at least tied for first place. We should put that caveat out there. But uh, you know Friday night, Ohio State's going to get a nice early jump to the weekend with a big, massive blowout victory. Uh, looks like it's going to be on Big Ten Network. I don't know with the baseball uh, schedule being postponed and adjusted. I don't know if they've made any changes to the broadcasting schedule for this weekend. As far as the Big Ten games are concerned, so look for Ohio State Northwestern on the Big Ten Network. But I will say, check your local listings just to be sure. I don't know if anything has changed. I thought there was something about that possibility. But yeah, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, <laughs> they're all going to have some big games. Uh, a big game this Friday night against Northwestern. All right, Saturday afternoon, we've got two noon kickoffs in the Big Ten. And they're all taking place in the West Division. So some things to keep an eye on. Uh, we just talked about Ohio State. The other team in the top 10 besides Penn State is number six, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's going on the road to Illinois. And on paper, this looks like it should be another dominating victory by one of the top teams in the Big Ten in the state of Illinois in as little as 24 hours. Yeah, Ohio State's at Northwestern. Wisconsin's at Illinois. You know, Illinois is coming in at 2-4. and four. They're 0-3 in the Big Ten. We saw what they did last week against Michigan. Obviously, Michigan got off to a big start against Illinois, but the Illini started to crawl back a little bit, make things a little bit interesting in the third quarter before Michigan put their foot back on the pedal and was able to pull away with that game. This game, the way Wisconsin has been playing defensively, I can't see how Illinois is going to score many points, if any points. Uh, you know, Wisconsin already has four shutouts on the season. This could easily be their fifth shutout of the year already, and they will have only played seven games. That's a remarkable defensive feat that Wisconsin's putting up. And, of course, Jonathan Taylor going up against, going up against the Illinois defense. You figure he's probably going to get his yards early on, and as we've seen a couple times, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to have uh, big games through four quarters for him to have a big game <laughs> he could easily run off a couple of long touchdowns early on in this game sort of like how he did against Michigan a few weeks back and then kind of um, take it relatively easy the rest of the way this should be an easy win for Wisconsin but you know what Illinois at home who knows I mean they gave Nebraska a run they gave Michigan a look a little bit of a scare but Wisconsin's not Nebraska and Wisconsin's not Michigan Wisconsin wins this game easily and you know what? I'm going to say they get that fifth shutout. The other noon game on the board will take place in the Big Ten West. It's actually, I guess that would actually be 11 a.m. Eastern uh, or 11 a.m. Central time, I guess, for these guys. Uh, Purdue visiting Iowa. Purdue got their big win last week against Maryland. They finally got a, a win in Big Ten play, and they needed a breakout game. They needed something to regain some confidence with all the injuries that they've had this season. Um, he is probably or produced probably not going to have Rondell Moore again. 
Uh, and I'm starting to wonder if we're going to see Rondell Moore at all again this season, which would be a shame if we don't, because he is one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten. Obviously, Penn State was fortunate not to have to face him a couple weeks back. But we all know that Iowa is, of course, coming off a loss. Uh, they're trying to get some get their rebound win after a couple tough defensive losses against Michigan and, of course, Penn State last weekend. I do think that this is a good bounce-back opportunity for Iowa. I think that Nate Stanley and the offense do get something going because Purdue's defense is nothing to write home about. I think Iowa gets their nice little bounce-back win. That'll keep them in the top 25, which might be good down the line if things continue to go well for Penn State. Just something to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, Iowa certainly can't afford to lose this game because with Wisconsin at Illinois, uh, Wisconsin's going to be 4-0 in the Big Ten. Iowa really can't afford any losses here the rest of the year. And they're already at 1-2 and two in the Big Ten. They cannot afford to go 1-3. and three. If they go 1-3, and three, it's over. <laughs> Iowa's not going to win the Big Ten West. And even at 1-2, and two, I don't like their odds, given that Wisconsin has already taken down Michigan and Michigan State, two games that I thought were going to be a little bit of a hurdle for them at the beginning of the season. But that doesn't seem to be the case. All right, in our next segment, we're going to take a look at those 3-30 games. There's two of them. And then, of course, we'll share a couple quick thoughts on the Michigan-Penn State game. And then in our third segment, we will take a look around the country to see some of the other games that are in action this weekend that you should be paying attention to. Remember to follow Locked On Nittany Lions on Twitter, at Locked On Nittany. All right, it's time to take a look at the two games that are being played at 3.30 Eastern time in the Big Ten. And they may not be games that are going to be on a lot of people's radars, but I think if you're a Penn State fan, you're going to keep at least a mild eye on what's happening here. We might as well touch about on the first one, which is Indiana visiting Maryland, just to get this one out of the way. Indiana's coming in actually at 4-2. and two. They're starting to feel pretty good about their chances of playing in a postseason bowl game this year. They're 1-2 and two in the Big Ten after getting a massive victory, I guess you can say, against Rutgers last week. And I say massive because of the way that that game went down. It's not massive for beating Rutgers. Everybody beats Rutgers. But Indiana rolled up over 500 yards of offense, only held Rutgers to 75 yards, which says probably more about Rutgers than it says about Indiana. And it was also at home. So Indiana does typically play better at home. This time they're going to be on the road, though. And that's against this Maryland team that really needs to get something going once again. Obviously, we know how Maryland started the season, cracking into the top 25 based mostly on their victory against Syracuse which was a top 25 team at the time. And you can look back at that and realize how silly polls can be sometimes and how much we react to it because Syracuse is certainly not a top 25 team this year. And certainly Maryland is not either, but Maryland has had a couple of rough weeks <laughs> since they were lost to temple. They lost to Penn state, of course, and then they did beat Rutgers, but again, everybody beats Rutgers. And then they lost uh, to Purdue, a game that was probably just a bad situation for Maryland because Purdue was in a situation where they were at home. They really needed a little bit of a bounce back and they got it. So Maryland was the right opponent there. This is actually somewhat of a similar situation where Indiana is going on the road and Maryland now playing at home against a team that they should be able to uh, not only compete with, but possibly beat. And I'm not going to say that Maryland should win this game because Indiana is the favorite here. They're five and a half point favorite as I'm recording this. So it would not surprise me at all if Indiana gets out of the state of Maryland with a victory. However, I do look at this game and I would probably lean a little bit towards Maryland. I know Michael Penix Jr. had a nice little dazzle here for the Hoosiers. And maybe that's going to spark their offense moving forward and make them a little bit dangerous. And a team like Maryland can have some problems with that. However, 
I do think that Maryland will win this game at home. I have no real basis for it. It's just one of those games where I just have a feel that Maryland's back at home. Maybe something gets going again for them in some of these games down the stretch. They're 3-3, three and three, so they only need three more wins to get into a postseason bowl game this year. I think it's entirely possible. Obviously, I think that one of those wins has to be this week against Indiana because they already have Rutgers out of the way. So Maryland's going to have to get this game to keep uh, the hopes for a bowl game alive, I believe. And I think they'll get it. I think Maryland wins the game at home. But the game that you should be paying a little bit closer attention to, if you're a Penn State fan especially, is number 20 Minnesota visiting Rutgers. Now, how many times have I said everybody beats Rutgers in this podcast already? Just within the last few minutes. I think I've said it three or four times. Minnesota's going to beat Rutgers, but let's talk about Minnesota real quickly because this is a team that's on Penn State's schedule in a few more weeks. Obviously, Penn State has to get through Michigan this week and Michigan State next week. Uh, if they do that, regardless of where they are, Minnesota is very likely to be 8-0 when Penn State goes to Minnesota. So let's just talk about some different scenarios here. First of all, Minnesota's playing some pretty good football. They're playing entertaining football, I should say. A lot of their games have been close games, but they find ways to win a lot of those close games. And that should be something that instills confidence. I don't think that Minnesota is going to be a real threat in the Big Ten championship picture or anything like that because they still have to get through Wisconsin. And I do think that Penn State's a better team, clearly, than Minnesota. But the fact that they can find ways to win games should be a little bit of a confidence boost for P.J. Fleck and his, and his, and his program and what they're building there or trying to build there. Obviously, they got a big win at the end of last season against Wisconsin, ending a drought against their arch rivals uh, from Madison. And maybe that kind of uh, lit the fire a little bit. And again, I don't know where Minnesota is going to be at the end of the season, but I know coming into that game against Penn State in a few weeks, I fully expect at this point that they'll be 8-0. And why is that? Because they get Rutgers this weekend on the road. Again, everybody beats Rutgers. And then they're going to get Maryland at home. And we've seen Maryland struggle on the road. And this is a Minnesota team that I think is going to play pretty tough at home. So I'm looking forward to that Penn State-Minnesota game. And I sort of tried to warn everybody at the beginning of the year that that Minnesota game could be much more difficult than you probably want to believe. But as each week passes, I'm looking at that game more and more thinking that is a that is a bad situation spot for Penn State. Regardless of what happens in these next two games, that's a game that I think should be circled on your calendars right now because Minnesota playing at home with an 8-0 record when Penn State comes into town, guys, we're going to be talking about that game the next couple of weeks, I think, regardless of what happens against Michigan and Michigan State. That Minnesota game has great potential to be kind of a swing game that nobody really sees coming. And I've been trying to warn you about it for a while now, and I'm trying to get you a little prepared for what's going to happen at Minnesota in a few weeks. It could all blow up on my face. Penn State could win that game by 40. But the way that this is all playing out right now, Minnesota's got something going right now. And I, I still think that Minnesota's going to take a couple of losses here in the next month and a half. And, and Penn State very well may be one of them. But they are finding ways to win games. And that is a confidence boost for any young program that's starting to build something. And the way you build chemistry is by coming together in the clutch, offense, defense. They've all been having some kind of a role in how Minnesota has gotten to this point in the season where they're 6-0 overall, already clinched their bowl eligibility. They're 3-0 in the Big Ten. They're starting to think about maybe giving Wisconsin a serious run for the Big Ten championship. Remember, Wisconsin's going to have to play Ohio State. So 
the the door is left open a crack here for Minnesota. And maybe it's more than a crack. Maybe it's a pretty big crack. Uh, but Minnesota is a legitimate team you should be talking about in the Big Ten West as far as the division is concerned. Uh, again, I think Wisconsin is clearly the better team. I think Ohio State. I think Michigan. I think Penn State. I I think Iowa might be better than Minnesota, but Minnesota is taking care of the business, and that's all you can ask for them. And, of course, this all leads up to Saturday night's game, Penn State versus Michigan. We all know the storylines here, and we're going to talk a lot more about that game in tomorrow's episode. It'll be our Friday episode where we take our final look at the upcoming game. But, of course, some quick thoughts. We know that this is going to be a defensive matchup. Both teams play some really good defense. And both teams, if you look at what they've done against Iowa over the last two weeks, first with Michigan's victory against Iowa in Ann Arbor, and of course last week's Penn State victory against Iowa in Kinnick Stadium, we know that there's probably not going to be a whole ton of points scored here, as we discussed on the podcast with Ian Castleberry in yesterday's episode, if you want to go back and take a look at that. This is going to be a a tough defensive matchup for both teams' offenses. First of all, Michigan's offense continues to struggle, as we have documented all week long, and will probably continue to do so. And Penn State's offense, while they have had some quick starts, they have also had some slow starts, and they've also hit some walls in certain points in games. So this is not the kind of game where you want to take your foot off the gas pedal if you're able to get your foot on the gas pedal. And I think that's going to be the big key here. Penn State absolutely needs to find a way to get out in front early on. You don't want to play from behind against this defense because it's going to be a game that could end up costing you. And we'll see what happens in the big picture of things. But as far as this weekend is concerned, my confidence in Penn State winning this game is slowly increasing. It's still a game that I think needs to be taken very seriously. I think it's a game that Penn State could very well lose because maybe Michigan does wake up a little bit. But this Penn State defense is legit. So is Michigan's. But Penn State playing at home, I think, is going to be the the difference maker. And I do think that Penn State's going to get out of here. Well, we'll have our more official prediction in tomorrow's episode. So make sure you come back and check out the Friday episode where we take our final look at this upcoming game. All right, coming up in our third and final segment in today's episode, we'll take a look around the nation, take a look at some of the other top 25 teams in action, some games you should probably have on your radar. You're going to have a lot of time to kill before Penn State and Michigan kick off at nighttime. So let's take a look at some of the new games that are going on, the 330 games, and of course, other games that are being taking place at the same time as Penn State and Michigan. So you've got something to change your channel to on those commercial breaks. This is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. All right, so we've run through the Big Ten. Now it's time to run through the rest of the top 25 teams in action with some quick hits on the rest of the college football schedule for Week 8. And we're just going to touch on a couple games along the way. Starting with the noon kickoffs, we have number three Clemson visiting Louisville. I think Louisville is capable of giving Clemson a little bit of a run here because I really like head coach Scott Satterfield. really liked him last year at Appalachian State and all the work that he did at that program. And if you followed me last year, you know that I was paying real close attention to what he was doing with that program. And I think we're starting to see some of the same ingredients translate over to Louisville. Still ways to go for the Cardinals before they can give a serious run for an ACC title shot. But you know what? This is a game just to keep an eye on in that noon kickoff. we got number three Clemson on the road. They've already been taken to the wire on the road by North Carolina. Can Louisville do the same thing? We'll see. You know, Louisville is 2-1 in ACC play. Clemson, of course, is one of the undefeated teams out there in the country. I do think that Clemson provides a way to win this game. But 
Clemson has looked a little bit vulnerable at times, so I'm very curious to see if Louisville is able to push them a little bit and keep this a game into that fourth quarter. Also at noon, we've got number five, Oklahoma, hosting West Virginia. West Virginia has been a little bit of a mess this season. They're 3-3. Three and three. They've been up and down, 1-2 and two in Big 12 play. And on the road, doesn't really suit them well when they're playing Oklahoma because the Sooners play defense and they have Jalen Hurts and Oklahoma offense. This is a very good Oklahoma team. And the fact that they play defense now just makes them all that much better. So I don't think that West Virginia stands much of a chance here. If they find a way to win this game, that would be amazing. I do think Oklahoma rolls in this one and moves on to 7-0, 4-0, Big 12 play. They're already eyeing up a spot in the Big 12 championship once again. I don't see anything stopping them, especially this West Virginia team. Kicking off at noon, we've got the Florida Gators, number nine in the country, coming into this week after their loss on the road against LSU. They're taking on that South Carolina team that just upset number three Georgia last week. Can South Carolina do it again? I don't think so, but you know what? I'm not going to say anything is off the table right now because the way that South Carolina is playing, uh, they, they're scrappy, and Florida is a team that might be able to be drugged down into the mud a little bit. I do think that Florida is going to win this game. You know, their defense is still really good. Their offense is, uh, even though they've had their quarterback issues with the injuries, I do think that there's enough plays in this Florida team to get out of there with a win. I don't think South Carolina can pull off the top 10 upset two weeks in a row, but you know what? I'm not taking it off the table. I do think that Florida rebounds, though, with the road win in conference play. Another team in the SEC looking to pick up a road win against a team that everybody seems to beat in the SEC. we got number 11, Auburn, visiting Arkansas. I think Auburn is uh, starting to hit their cracks a little bit, but I don't think Arkansas is the kind of team that's really going to expose them. So I think Auburn's going to be in fine shape here. They're a big road favorite, 19.5 points is the line I'm looking at. And I don't think that Arkansas is going to stand much of a chance here. Arkansas is a complete mess right now. So I think Chad Morris might be in a little bit more of a, a trouble than I anticipated at this point in his coaching career down in Arkansas, where in the SEC, patience is very thin for a lot of teams and a lot of programs. So I think that this one could turn ugly for Arkansas at home. Also in that SEC West, you got number two LSU visiting Mississippi State. Can Joe Moorhead Find a way to get the Bulldogs to pull an ultimate upset. You know, as I just said a couple minutes ago about Oklahoma, the fact that they play defense now makes them so much more of a, a vital threat in the in the playoff picture. I would say the same thing about LSU and their offense. You know, Joe Burrow continues to be playing so incredibly well. The former Ohio State transfer, of course, uh, has really resurrected this LSU offense and has made them much more of a different animal than we're used to seeing from LSU. Usually we're talking about their defense. It's actually the reverse this year. The the LSU offense is carrying this team, while the defense is uh, capable of giving up some plays and some points, as they did last week against Florida. But you know what? They find ways to just hit that extra gear and take games over. They did it at Texas. They did it to Florida last week. I don't think that they are in much trouble this week against Mississippi State on the road. 18.5 point favorite. I don't like what I see out of Mississippi State, uh, but it would be pretty interesting. And I'm sure a lot of Penn State fans will be looking to see if they are able to pull off the big upset against the Tigers. 330 time slot, big game in the Pac 12. And keep an eye on this one. Number 12, Oregon. They're 5 1 overall. 3-0 in the Pac-12. They're heading to number 25, Washington. Now, say what you will about the Pac-12 and the playoff picture. It does look pretty dire at this point, but Oregon might be the best chance that the Pac-12 has now to get a team into the playoff. Remember, if Oregon manages to run the table at this point, 
including a victory at Washington this week. Their only loss would be that season opener on a neutral field against Auburn in that final minute. So Oregon is just a team to keep in mind as far as this playoff picture continues to unfold. They, they do need to win at Washington, though. This could be the game that knocks Oregon out of the playoff picture entirely. Not ready to eliminate the entire Pac-12 yet, but I do think that Oregon's probably going to be the best chance in the end for the Pac-12 to get a team in. So if you're just keeping in mind that Oregon already has the one loss, Washington has two losses. We haven't seen a two-loss uh, conference champion in the playoff yet. So uh, I think that this was a big game for the Pac-12 as a whole, but it's more important for Oregon because they still have a lot to play for right now. Washington, not quite as much. Still a Pac-12 championship contender for sure, but still some things to take care of uh, moving forward. A game that uh, should be pretty fun to watch as far as the group of five races is concerned. Temple at 5-1, 2-0 in the AAC after last week's win against Memphis. They're heading down to SMU, who is 6-0 overall, 2-0 in the conference, and number 19 in the country. Can Temple do it? I think so. I think that I think I think Temple might find a way out of Dallas with a victory, kind of get the Philly Dallas weekend started off on the right foot for a lot of people in the Philadelphia area. So I think uh, Temple might be able to pull off the victory against SMU. They've been playing some really good defense, and I think they're going to need a lot of it this weekend. Another game that you may want to keep an eye on, going back to that Pac-12, number 17 Arizona State at number 13 Utah. Uh, we already talked about how the the playoff picture for the Pac-12 is starting to fade a little bit, but they still have two other one-loss teams in Utah and Arizona State. This is going to be a defensive battle. I do like Utah's chances at home, though. Don't like the spread, though. Utah is a 13.5-point favorite. I think Arizona State keeps it close. I think Utah wins, but I think the Sun Devils probably get the cover. And uh, we can talk about number one, Alabama hosting Tennessee, but why bother? Alabama's going to roll in that one. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode. That is our Big Ten weekend preview, as well as a look at some of the top 25 teams in action. Make sure you come back tomorrow for Football Friday. We'll share our final thoughts and a final look at Penn State's game this weekend against the Michigan Wolverines. This is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We do these shows every Monday through Friday. They're posted around midnight Eastern, so you have these shows for you all day, every day uh, during the week. And you can subscribe, rate, and review in your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. You can also give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Hop on over to Facebook and give us a like at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. And until tomorrow, guys, have a great Thursday, and we'll talk to you Friday.